Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. Well, God bless you. It is always a joy to come into your homes. We love you and we're believing that this year is going to be your best year so far. And we just appreciate you tuning in. If you're ever in our area, I hope you'll stop by and see us. I promise you, we'll give you a warm welcome. These are the finest people in all of Houston right here with me today. So come on out and be a part of one of our services. I like to get started each week with something kind of funny. So listen to this one. A young man once asked God how long a million years was to him. God said, a million years to me is just like a single second in your time. Then he asked God what a million dollars was like to him. God said, a million dollars to me is just like a single penny to you. The young man got his courage up and said, God, would you please just give me one penny? God said, sure, just a second. (laughs) All right, hold up your Bibles and say it like you mean it. Are you ready? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I am about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. God bless you. You sound great as usual. We've been talking about the importance of staying full of joy and how we need to learn to laugh and have a good sense of humor. I believe that God wants us to be the happiest people around. He doesn't want us to drag through life with a long, sour face, always discouraged, never having any joy. No, the scripture says that God wants us to live life to the full till it overflows. That means we not only have enough joy for ourselves, but we have so much joy, it spills over onto other people. And everywhere we go, we should infect that place with joy. And really, that's one of the best witnesses that we can have. You don't necessarily have to preach a sermon to somebody. You don't have to try to cram the scriptures down their throat. Just be full of joy. Have a smile on your face. Be fun to be around. When you are consistently happy, When you're in a good mood day in and day out, people are going to recognize there's something different about you and they're going to want what you have. But understand, this doesn't happen automatically. It's a choice that we have to make every single day because we live in a society that's very uptight. People today are so stressed out. They're worried. They're frustrated. They're on edge. And if we're not careful, we'll get sucked into that same mentality where we don't have any joy. We never smile. We never laugh. We're just enduring our lives instead of really enjoying our lives. And much of the sickness that's in our world today is a result of stress. Much of it is a result of people living all pressured and all uptight. Now, I read where 90% of all doctor's visits to a primary care physician are stress-related. That tells me we're way too uptight. We don't laugh enough. We don't have enough joy. We need to realize that it's healthy to laugh. It's healthy to have a good attitude. When we laugh, it sends healing through our body. Having a joyful attitude is going to keep us strong and healthy. But some of you have kind of forgotten how to laugh, 
And you need to retrain yourself to see the humor. You need to retrain yourself to have fun once again. And I'm convinced if some of us would laugh more, if we would just all smile more, if we'd be more easygoing, we would see more of God's favor in our lives. And every day, we're going to have opportunities to lose our joy. Somebody is rude to you at the office, or you can't find your car keys, or maybe your child spills something on the carpet. We all have things that have the ability to cause stress, but they don't necessarily have to. It's all in how we approach our life. And I'm asking you to lighten up a little bit and not take everything so seriously. Quit getting upset when people don't do what you want. Quit living all frustrated because your plans didn't work out. No, just relax and learn to go with the flow and to not always be fighting against something. If you don't do that, it's going to keep you all pressured on the inside. And some of you today are living with all of this internal turmoil, and it's because you're trying to run the world. You're not going to be happy unless everybody in your life does exactly what you want and unless all of your plans work out the way you planned it. But listen, until you change your approach to life, the enemy is going to steal your joy day in and day out. You've got to realize plans don't always work out. People don't always do what we want. And every day is not going to go just like you've scheduled it. We've got to learn to just lighten up and go with the flow, knowing that God is still in control and He's still directing our steps. We should be easygoing, good-natured, and learn to laugh, see the humor in the different situations of life. I know a while back I was at the airport and I was standing around the baggage claim area waiting for our bags to come out. And four or five people had come up and we had been talking while we were waiting. And one of the first bags that came out was opened. The zipper had been broken. And as it went around the baggage carousel there, you couldn't help but notice what was in it. I mean, underwear and socks and pajamas, all these personal items. And people kind of chuckled as it went by. Well, I was standing a good ways off and I could tell that the bag was open, but it wasn't until it got closer to me that I realized it was my bag. <laughs> and I thought, man, this is embarrassing. Not only is my bag all torn up, but now the whole world has seen everything that's in it. And I thought, do I really want to pick up my bag or just let it go? But when it got to me, I couldn't help it. I got my bag and everybody was kidding me and kind of laughing. I mean, here's my socks, my underwear hanging out. I just smiled and said, at least it's all clean. <laughs> you know what? There's no use getting upset about it. No use losing my joy. What's done is done. And sometimes the best things we can do is just laugh about it and move on. Some of you today, every little thing that doesn't go your way, you're allowing that to get you uptight and stressed out. Man, if you get caught in a traffic jam, your blood pressure shoots up. If you can't find your car keys in the morning, that practically ruins the rest of the day. Or if somebody treats you a little rude somewhere, that just really sets you off. But we have to realize that's the enemy trying to set us up to get us upset. He knows just what buttons to push. He knows what's going to steal your joy. I'm challenging you today to not take his bait. Don't fall into that trap and let him control your life. I love what Jesus said here in John 14, 27. He said, stop allowing yourselves to be upset and disturbed. In other words, learn to go with the flow. Take life as it comes and don't always be fighting against everything. After all, if we can't do anything about it, what's the use in getting all upset? Our attitude should be, 
I may not like this, but I can't change it, so I'm going to be happy anyway. I know God is still in control. He's still directing my steps, and I refuse to let this adversity get me all upset. See, the Scripture says, no man can take your joy. No circumstance can take your joy. That simply means you can be happy if you want to, but the choice is strictly up to you. And some of you are allowing other people in your life to steal your joy. A family member, or maybe somebody you work around, they're always negative and discouraged. They've always got that sad report. And it seems like every time you're around them, it just sucks the life and energy out of you. And you feel kind of like it's your duty to cheer them up. And it's your responsibility to keep them happy. But no, don't let them drag you into their pit. Of course, it's good to cheer people up. It's good to be an encourager, good to be a friend, but it is not your responsibility to keep them happy. And unfortunately, I've discovered that some people don't really want to be happy. They like wallowing around in that old pit, and they'll drag you down there as long as you allow it. But no, don't get into the pit with them. Your attitude should be, if you don't want to be happy, that's fine, but you're not going to keep me from being happy. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to live each day to the full. Friends, don't let other people make you unhappy. If somebody cuts you off in traffic, just bless them and move on. Smile at them, but just learn to overlook things. Somebody's rude to you at the office, shake it off and go on. Don't let that ruin the rest of your day. If you will keep yourself happy and stay full of joy, then God will fight your battles for you. But too often, we end up making a mountain out of a molehill. We lose our joy if we have to work late one night, or if we can't find something at the office, or if we go by somebody and they don't speak to us, we just get all bent out of shape. But no, that's not worth losing your joy over. Don't make a big deal out of it. I know couples that have almost gotten a divorce over some little quirky habit the spouse has. Little things they allowed to irritate them day in and day out. And when you do that, it'll get bigger and bigger. And before long, it can cause you major problems. It can cause you to have resentment in your heart toward that person. But we have to realize, especially as couples, that God made us different on purpose. And it is not our job to try to make the other person just like us. And I know too many couples that are living all frustrated because they're constantly trying to change the other person. And their attitude is, I'm going to be happy when my husband changes, or I'll quit being so uptight when my wife changes. But no, you know only God can change people. And why should you be unhappy about something that you can't change? Let God change your spouse. Let God change your child. Let God change your boss. And in the meantime, why don't you put a smile on your face and start enjoying your life? young lady came up to me last week and she was real upset. She said, Joel, my boss is just not fair. It's politics at my office. I'm not getting the credit and the promotions that I deserve. And she was really bent out of shape about it. And I told her basically what I'm telling you today, don't let somebody else steal your joy. You cannot make your boss change. You can't make your boss do what's right, but you can be happy right where you are. You got to put your foot down and say, I am sick and tired of losing my joy every other day, and I don't care what my boss does or doesn't do. I'm not working under him. I'm working under God. And so I'm going to keep a smile on my face, and I'm going to live my life happy knowing that Almighty God will make it up to me. And when you have that kind of attitude, not only are you going to enjoy your life more, but then God will begin to fight your battles for you, and he'll make sure that you get everything that you deserve.
But really, it's all in our approach to life. And what I'm saying today is don't wait for the circumstances to change. You change. You be the one to make a decision that you're going to get happy right where you are. I have a friend of mine that he's had trouble and difficulties in his marriage for many, many years. He and his wife just don't see eye to eye on certain issues. In fact, she doesn't even come to church with him. And he used to really struggle with this. This would really get him all down and discouraged. And I saw him the other day and asked him how everything was going. And he was just very upbeat about it. He said, Joel, everything's going great. I'm just really enjoying my life. And I thought for sure that he and his wife had worked out all those problems and things were going a whole lot better. But he said, no, Joel, we still have a lot of difficulties that we're dealing with, and she still doesn't come to church with me. But then he said something very interesting. He said, you know what, Joel? She hasn't changed, but I've changed. I don't let it bother me anymore. I don't let it get me upset. And really, that's what I'm talking about today. Don't let other people keep you from being happy. They may not be doing what you want them to do. You may have somebody in your family that could irritate you night and day if you let it, but you need to just... Make a decision. You're going to keep a smile on your face and enjoy your life anyway. You can't change them. Only God can. So let God do it. And don't make a mountain out of a molehill. I've had people tell me, Joel, I just can't get along with my husband. He gets on my nerves. We're just incompatible. And I ask them what the problem is. And it's some very small, little quirky thing. I mean, he doesn't pick his clothes up or he doesn't do this. He does too much of this. No, we all have little quirky things that can get on other people's nerves. But in the big scope of things, it doesn't even amount to a hill of beans. Why don't you quit making a big deal about it? I remember when I was in college, there was this young man in one of my classes that did something that really annoyed me. He smacked his gum. Instead of just chewing gum like normal, he would smack it to where everybody around could hear. And I mean, it was very loud and very annoying. And it just so happened I was assigned to sit right next to him. And that used to really bug me. It'd get on my nerves. And some of the other classmates had asked him not to do it. And he tried not to, but he went right back to doing it. I don't think he realized he's doing it. But he got to the point where I almost dreaded going to that class because I know I was going to have to listen to this guy chomp his gum. And one day it dawned on me how I was allowing something so trivial, something so insignificant to steal my joy. And all I did was simply make a decision that I wasn't going to let it bother me anymore. I knew I couldn't change him, but I could change me. And so I didn't let that upset me anymore. And I'm sure some of you have people in your life right now that are doing little things that can really get on your nerves. And the truth is, they may not ever change. I hope they do. But even if they don't, you can make a decision like I did to not allow that to steal your joy. But really, it's all in how you approach your life. And let me tell you, getting stuck in traffic is not worth losing your joy over. Having to work overtime one night is not worth getting upset about. Not being able to find the remote control is not worth ruining the rest of your evening. <laughs> Just relax and stop fighting against everything that happens to you. And don't let all that pressure build up on the inside. I remember Victoria used to do something that would really get on my nerves. And for years, I tried to change her. When she drives on the freeway, instead of keeping her car in the center of the lane, she lines her right side tires up with the right side stripe in the road. And so instead of being in the middle, she's always over to one side. And of course, when I ride with her and she's driving, we're on the freeway, it just so happens that I'm the one closest to the other cars. <laughs> 
when an 18-wheeler would go by and I could wipe his side mirror for him, I knew we were a little too close. That caused me a little concern. So for probably 10 years, every time I rode with her and we were on the freeway, I'd get all uptight. And I'd go into my two-minute speech. Victoria, please keep the car in the center of the lane. It's too dangerous over here, on and on. Victoria was very open. She would always move. She wasn't doing this on purpose. I've trained her very well, but... <laughs> she would always move back over, but five minutes later, when she quit thinking about it, she'd be right back on the right side of the road. And so I'd tell her again, Victoria, please go back to the center. I would like to see my grandchildren. <laughs> see, really, I was only focused on that one little quirk. And I used to think it was my great calling in life to get her straightened out, and to make her and to mold her into who I wanted her to be. But one day I realized I'm not the potter. God is the potter. It's not my job to change her. It was like a light turned on on the inside. I felt God speaking to me. He said, Joel, you can get into this car until you're 80 years old and try to change her, but it's not going to do any good. So you can either relax, just go with the flow, take life as it comes, and let her be who I made her to be, or you can spend your life frustrated and upset trying to change her. I remember I made a decision that very day that I was just going to leave it alone. It was not worth losing my joy over. Really, I was just making a big deal out of something that wasn't a big deal. After all, Victoria's never had an accident before, and I've had two. She's never had a ticket, and I've had a few. But thank God I have been delivered. I don't try to change her anymore. I just relax and let her be who God has called her to be. Don't make a big deal out of something that's not a big deal. Really, now when I ride with her, it just makes my prayer life stronger. Well, why don't you two make a decision that you are not going to make a big deal out of something that's really not a big deal? Why don't you not let people steal your joy? Don't let your circumstances steal your joy. The scripture says in Proverbs 14, verse 30, that a relaxed attitude is going to lengthen our life. But do you know, just the opposite is true. When we live all uptight and pressured on the inside, all that's going to do, medical science tells us, is weaken our immune system. And we're going to be much more susceptible to sickness and disease. Another way you could look at it is every day we live pressured and intense, we are shortening our lives. And I'm asking you today to lighten up and not let all these things, large or small, to steal your joy. I want us to go into this new year with a greater determination that we're going to be happier than we've ever been before. But some of you are going to have to put your foot down and make some serious changes because you've gotten into a bad habit where everything is so intense and pressured. Everything is just a big deal. You never laugh. You never smile. Now, you're going to have to draw that line in the sand. Your attitude should be, I refuse to live stressed out. I am not going to get upset when my plans don't work out. I'm not going to get frustrated when people don't do what I want them to do. No, from this day forward, I'm just going to relax. I'm going to take life as it comes, and I'm going to start enjoying my life. And see, we've got to realize God is in control. He is directing our steps. When you get caught by that train, you get delayed a few minutes... Instead of getting all upset, why don't you think about the fact that just maybe God is sparing your life from an accident? You could turn it all around and say, Father, I thank you that you're in control and that you're protecting me and you got me right where you want me. Or maybe when you have to work around that person that's kind of irritable, maybe he's got a bad attitude, he gets on your nerves, instead of getting all bent out of shape, 
why don't you think about the fact that maybe God has you there so you can be a good influence on him? Why don't you just pray, Father, help me to let my light shine. Help me to make a good impact in his life. What I'm saying is instead of always trying to change everybody and change all your circumstances, why don't you just relax and let God change you? Why don't you make a decision that you're going to keep a smile on your face and you're going to enjoy your life no matter what comes your way? Friends, staying full of joy is a powerful weapon. Staying full of joy is spiritual warfare. Don't be determined that you're never going to have any problems in life. Be determined that you're going to stay full of joy in the midst of your problems. And one reason why it's so important that we keep our joy is because when difficulties and adversities come, that can be very draining of our energy. Having a child that's not doing right, a rebellious child, that can take a lot of your energy. Having a physical sickness, a financial problem, or just dealing with somebody that's irritable all the time, that can be very draining. And if you don't have your joy, you're not going to have the strength you need to really fight the good fight of faith. And so often, when trouble comes and things don't go our way, the very first thing we do is get down and discouraged. God, why is this happening to me? I just don't understand it. I can't put up with this anymore. No, in the tough times of life more than ever, we got to dig our heels in and make a decision that we're going to keep our joy. Because when you have your joy, you're going to be strong. And when you're strong, all the forces of darkness won't be able to defeat you. And I'm convinced some of you today, you'd see your whole situation turn around if you simply get your joy back. I believe you'd see new victories. You'd even rise to new levels if you would just quit living so uptight and stressed out. Well, you say, Joel, you don't know what I'm going through. I've got so many problems. My child won't do right or my health is not very good. I've got all this adversity. But really, you more than ever need to keep your joy because the joy is going to help you to have the strength. The joy will help you to persevere. The joy is going to be a big part of what gets us through the difficulty. And I love what Habakkuk said there in the Old Testament. He said, although the fig tree shall not blossom and there be no fruit in the vine, yet will I rejoice and joy in the God of my salvation. He was saying, in effect, nothing is going right in my life right now. My business is going down. My crops have failed. But you know what? I'm not going to let that bother me. I'm going to stay full of joy anyway. I'm going to live my life happy. And really, any of us can have a good attitude when everything is going our way. Any of us can be happy when we're on the mountaintop. But I believe God's looking for people that'll stay full of joy even in the valley, even in the tough times, even in that midnight hour. And I've discovered that people that are consistently full of joy are the ones that really live in victory. Don't be a yo-yo Christian. Up when your circumstances are up and all stressed out when they're down. No, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, in the good times and in the tough times, when things are going my way and when they're not going my way. He said, his praise will continually be in my mouth. That's one of the keys to victory, consistency, always staying full of joy. And when you have one of those days when everything that could go wrong does, one of the best things you can do is just laugh. When you stay full of joy in the midst of your adversity, really you're giving the enemy a nervous breakdown. When he hits you with his best shot, he's expecting you to get all negative and sour, but he doesn't know what to do with people that just shake it off and keep on keeping on. People that have a smile on their face day in and day out. Maybe somebody's rude to you, you just shake it off and smile anyway. 
or you get a bad report about your health. It doesn't look good. You shake it off and you've still got a spring in your step. Or you get passed over for a promotion. You go through a big disappointment, but no, you just shake it off and you still stay in that attitude of faith. Well, you say, Joel, that seems odd. Are you saying we should be happy and full of joy even in the midst of our adversities? That's exactly what God tells us to do. In the book of Job, it says, at destruction and famine, you shall laugh. God is saying, even in your dark times, even when everything has come against you, if you can just stay full of joy, keep a smile on your face, and even learn to laugh, then eventually that situation is going to change in your favor. Joy is one of the most powerful weapons God has given us. And that's why it's so important that we not fall into that old trap of living life stressed out and upset. I remember a few years ago, I was at home working on my computer one day. and I had been studying for four or five hours, and I'd made several pages of real good notes. But then all of a sudden, the electricity went off. Out of the clear blue, it's really sunny outside. And normally, I'm really good about saving my material. But for some reason, this day, I didn't save anything. When the power came back on, I tried to find it, but I couldn't locate it. And so I called the church, and they sent a technician out, and he searched and searched. Finally, he just said, Joel, I'm sorry, but it's just not here. Man, I was disappointed. I thought all this time I've wasted. I had some really good notes. How am I ever going to come up with that again? And I was so tempted to just lose my joy and sit around kind of having a pity party, feeling sorry for myself. But no, I made a decision right then and there that I wasn't going to let that computer steal my joy. Wasn't going to let the electric company steal my joy. Wasn't going to let the enemy steal my joy. And I went back in there and sat down at my computer. My attitude was, God's going to give me better notes. I'm going to have a stronger anointing. God's going to make what the enemy meant for evil. He's going to use it for my good. And do you know, in less than an hour's time, I not only had more notes than before, but I did have better notes than I made the first time. What am I saying today? Don't let anything take your joy. Don't let the circumstances take your joy. Make a decision that you're going to live your life happy. After all, friends, we've got so much going for us. Almighty God is on our side. He is guiding and directing us. His favor surrounds us like a shield. He's making our crooked places straight. God says you're more than conquerors. He always causes you to triumph. Man, we need to shake off this old negative, defeated mentality. And let's start tapping into the joy that's on the inside. Remember, the joy is what's going to give us the strength. The joy is going to help you to persevere. The joy is going to be what's going to help you to overcome in every adversity. And a relaxed attitude is going to lengthen your life. So let me challenge you again. If you'll just do your part and not fight against everything that comes against you, not live your life all stressed out, then I can promise you this. You'll see more of God's blessings and favor in your life, and I believe you'll experience victories that you've never had before. Amen. We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places you've never dreamed of. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. 
we're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.